And to me, it's rooted more than anything in being really good at what you do. Yeah. Right. Like things come back to your quality as a realtor in this profession. The reason people are going to trust you is a large part due to the work you put out there. Hello again, everybody. I don't know if the mic just picked up my stomach grumbling as I said that. It's like a growl. No. You did not hear it. You're okay, good. good. Well, then in that case, hello, everybody. Nothing else hello. to see here. Welcome to another episode of Level Up. Yeah. I'm Dan. I'm Daniel. She's Katie. And I'm Dan. Dan the man. Got someone man. called me Danny last week. Not a fan of that. All I think about when someone calls me Danny is I think of the guy from New Kids on the Block, Danny from New Kids yeah. on the Block. And he was I definitely like the Danny. least attractive of the five of them. Yeah. He was like a monkey. That's what he reminded he, me of. He did kind of look like one. And I mean, no disrespect no to, to Danny people who Wahlberg. look like monkeys. Danny Wahlberg? Was he no, Mark it was Danny. No, he wasn't even important enough to have a last name. He was just Danny the New Kid. It was Donnie Wahlberg. It was, it was Donnie, Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. Mark's yeah, and I guess we brother. only know he was Donnie Wahlberg by association to his brother because I don't really yeah. know the last names of any of the new kids. Uh, oh, Knight. What's his name? Jordan um, Knight. Jordan yeah, Knight. He, he became Jonathan like a... Jonathan something. Yeah, those were the two that got solo careers later on. I, I can tell so. you with certainty, Danny did not. I, don't I think, think if so. we heard his last name, we would know. Anyway... Wow, that just went off on a tangent on a tangent, but that's fine. Well, anyway, and yeah, and that one's not segueing. But uh, before we get started, thank you to everybody who continues to listen and makes it through the opening rants that have nothing to do with what we're about to talk talk about. And if you haven't yet, please do subscribe, follow this podcast because you will be kept notified when every new episode comes out. Once each week, we're going strong. I feel like we haven't missed many weeks, if any, in the last three and a half years. Um, and so please click whatever buttons there are on whatever platform you're listening to. We we checked out the data because we're big on data. And it seems that 70% of you listen on Spotify. So if you're on there, be sure to follow us. There's nothing else you need to do other than follow and give it a listen. And with that, we're off with episode number 182 of Level Up, the podcast for realtors. And this week we are talking about, it's a second episode, episode We're B done. of referrals. But this mm. week we are talking about referrals from your colleagues, from those in the profession and how we can build upon that. If that wants to be a focus of yours or just to consider as you move forward in your business. So let's get into it. Let's 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 go dive right in into it. <laughs> well, yeah, last week we talked about all the other sort of referral stuff. I guess the traditional things that would more typically be part of your business plan. I think it's for pretty much everybody. It should be the sweet spot of a growing business is building a base of referrals that uh, at some point your business can go into some sort of autopilot when in, the phone's always ringing. Um, but it is often overlooked that many of your referrals will come from or can come from your colleagues in the industry. Um, I was just talking about, we took a look at the data for this podcast and 
there's a considerable number of listeners out there, and I'm sure a considerable, if not all of them, are in the real estate community who are in the United States. And we're in Canada. We're in the Toronto area. And so it's amazing. I don't know that we've ever even on this podcast thrown it out there that obviously we're actively trading and pretty focused on building business here in the Toronto area. So to all of you in the States, if ever you're sending somebody to the Toronto area, or if you have questions about the market in Ontario, please reach out to us because yeah. that's how this works. And you know what? In, in either case, reach out and just say hello because we're looking to build our network across North America, around the world, because we have lots of people we talk to that have questions about markets that are not our own either. I just had a conversation this morning with uh, an old colleague of mine who I didn't even realize moved to and lives in Barbados right now okay. and actually kind of found his own real estate people down there, but would have happily taken an, uh, a recommendation if I had one for him at the time. Um, hmm. So anyway, with that, this isn't part of the lesson or anything, but it kind of is. Yeah. Reach out to us. If ever anybody needs to refer any business to Ontario, we're here in the Toronto area and we will gladly service your folks with the That's utmost right. of care. Yes. So let's talk about how you guys start building your referral network within the industry. I think it's got to be a strategic approach because obviously you're not going to start trying to build a referral network with people that are in your immediate area, unless you specialize in a certain type of property that maybe those individuals could refer you business. But if you're doing residential resale real estate, um, the opportunities within your own immediate area are probably likely nil because those individuals are looking for the same business. So obviously, and I mean, I guess it's an obvious statement, but it's about really searching out other areas, whether it's in your own state or province or in different countries to just find individuals that you could collaborate with. Um, and I think one great way to start if you're starting in this business, or even if you've been in this business for a while, find a group of individuals where maybe you can commit together to referring each of you to each, you know, area um, that you, you might service so that you have kind of a, a loyalty to a certain number of people versus kind of being all over the place. But that could be a great way to start is just having a very strong referral partners that you can trust to send your people to at all times. I, I think it might be an interesting exercise for you if you right now don't have trusted partners like that, or you were thinking about having some, what is the process you go through? as a realtor looking for other agents you would refer to in determining what that would take, right? Because those are the same sorts of things that you need to think about if you're, you know, part of your goal is to be a trusted resource for other realtors in the industry from other places or other industries. Uh, and by industry or, or other specialties, not industries. So yeah. maybe you specialize in commercial. And yeah, so like Katie was one. saying, yeah, like we're, not necessarily going to get any or many referrals from residential real estate in our own neighborhood for the reasons Katie said. But if I have someone who's looking for a very niche type of purchase, maybe it's something in a commercial sense that I'm not too familiar with, might be in my backyard, but at a minimum, I'm going to want to partner with someone if not refer it entirely over um, mm -hmm. so that my client uh, and ultimately their client gets serviced appropriately and well. 
So think about the things you look for, the things that you would like in your network from a referral perspective, because it is another tool in your tool belt. Ultimately, a referred realtor is another supplier of ours, if that makes sense, right? The same way you've got your stager and your mortgage broker and your inspectors that you work with, you might also have a network of realtors across the country, across the continent, who you've got that also bulk up your offering in your own neighborhood, right? Like in Toronto, it's always been a bit of a, a thing. Snowbirds are, you know, folks who leave Canada, leave the cold and have maybe have a place or want to have a place in Florida or somewhere hot for the winter months. So it might serve you well to have a resource or a realtor in those hot areas who you can pass your clients or your people onto who can help out that way. Yeah. Yeah. And just thinking to the things that I would look for, or I appreciate from other people, we've just been introduced recently to another mortgage broker. And I say another, because I feel like constantly people are mortgage brokers are contacting us, wanting to do business with us, wanting to help to see if they can come to one of our, our meetings. And, and which is very nice, very, very nice. But I feel like, um, you know, you have your people and sometimes certain other people can kind of sneak their way in or get their way in strategically. And one recently that you met up with that came to one of our team meetings was great because he shared resources to our agents that they could put on their social media. And he has a whole um, library of guides that he can share with us and help co-brand even uh, to our own brokerage and for our agents. And to me, that's so valuable. And so if you think of, you know, your colleagues in the industry, um, in either in different areas or different specialties, if you, let's say, specialize in commercial real estate, because that's a big one for me. I'm always trying to find good commercial agents that I can refer to. Um, if, if they can provide me with, you know, some information, what clients need to know if they're looking to purchase a commercial space or, you know, all the sorts of different things, that's information that I can use, that I can pass along to my clients, that I can say, this is from my referral partner and they're great. And you should reach out to them if you have any commercial needs. So those sorts of things, um, to me and everybody's different, but I feel like you always have to come from a place of value when you're looking to get referrals from people, um, because it's not just, Hey, I, I, I work in Toronto. I do residential resale. So send me all your people. Like when you, people are sending you, you referrals, it's because they trust you. And so that trust takes time to build up, but the way you can kind of accelerate that is through those extra value adds that you bring to those people. Hey, well, you're probably hearing there's a lot of parallels here, not just to getting referrals outside of our industry, but just to building business in general, right? These are a lot of the same lessons we're going to give and that you're going to hear about just building database in general, right? Mm -hmm. It's a, It's not necessarily a differentiation that's reinventing the wheel, but it is from the perspective of doing more than others in order to that's gain true. that trust, yeah. right? Um and to me, it's rooted more than anything in being really good at what you do, Yeah. right? Like things come back to your quality as a realtor in this profession. The reason people are going to trust you is 
a large part due to the work you put out there, whether it is, you know, through your own branding and communications, but more so in the actual experiences that you historically have provided for them or for people they know as well. Right. So when it comes to our industry, we deal on a daily basis with others in our industry, you know, through deals, through, through this podcast, through our own brokerage, all sorts of different things. And with all those interactions, each one is a reflection of what people are thinking about us, not necessarily because they want to refer us, but people will formulate their opinion of whether or not we're trustworthy, whether or not these are people they'd want to forget referral, whether they'd want to work with us on deals in the future, right? Like we, we talk all the time with agents who have good and bad experiences. When you see those names in the future and you will, you know, you're showing a property, they're booking on your property, whatever it is, you get a feeling based on past experience, right? Oh, I can't wait to maybe make this work with this person or, oh shit, it was terrible last time. This is going to be a disaster. I don't even want to talk to them. Mm -hmm. Now extrapolate that onto someone's looking for someone to help their client with whatever. They've got those same opinions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you make a really good point about, you know, it's, you're treating those individuals at a very at least very basic level of the same way. Like you put them in your CRM, send them your monthly newsletter. Like the value you're sending your clients should be the, probably along the same lines as the value you're sending your referral partners. So that's really important. And again, you know, first impressions make such a, it are such a big deal in this industry, especially. So if you're going, if you're receiving a referral, like obviously we're all treating our clients the same and we're all um, making sure that we're doing everything possible to give people the best possible service. But especially when you're working with people that have been referred to you, even from last week's episode, like if a, a past client refers me to somebody like, I'm like, I better, I better really do something here. Cause think about if you, and I've been burned a few times on this myself, if you refer people to your clients and then they don't work out, um, I've had some bad, a couple bad experiences recently, and it's made me kind of rethink who I am letting into my sphere and who I'm referring because there's a lot of trust that goes into that. And the other thing on that topic is also just matching personalities, I think is really important. You really want to make sure that even though you like how somebody works and you think they'd be, they're a great agent. It doesn't necessarily mean they'd be a great fit for your client. We have different clients, different needs, different personality types. And sometimes people just don't work well together. So that's another consideration that you should keep in mind. Um, and, and the way to do that is, you know, getting to know them more on a personal basis rather than just, you know, a name and an email address. Like you need to really get to know those people. It's a really good point. Like, a good example is we know multiple agents who we would refer to in like the Kingston, Ottawa area, for mm. example, but they're different. And I think depending yeah. on who and what is being asked of us, it's not as simple as who's the best agent in Ottawa, mm -hmm. right? It's a, who's the best person for this person right now. And that speaks to, for us, when we're out there and we'd love referrals from people, you also have to pick a lane in order 
to adequately let people know what kind of work you do, right? Like if someone's referring you business from another region, for example, it's less likely they've done a deal with you, right? They're working in a different area. So they might not, they might trust you from what they know of you and they've seen your work or they, whatever reason that you're the person that they're talking about. But it's helpful when you're clear on mass with what you do in a more granular way than just I'm your Ontario realtor, right? Cause that's bullshit, right? So everybody who's listening, if you have someone who's looking into commercial land in Thunder Bay, Ontario, I'm not your guy, right? I, I mean, maybe we're a good segue to connect you with somebody and maybe we're closer to people who could do that, but the regional nature and this and the specifics, like you were saying, where someone really wants to make sure their people are taken care of because it's a reflection of them, you want to make sure you're sending people to someone who really is good at exactly what it is your client is looking for, right? So when you're out there and letting people know what you do, make sure you're specific, right? The same way you don't want to cast an industry-wide net to get clients, you shouldn't want to do that either to get referrals, from no clients or from colleagues yeah yeah exactly and and i think it's it's important to just warn people that obviously and i mean some people base most of their business off of referrals from colleagues um again this is a sort of thing that will are you okay you're like crying <laughs> i just muted i was like hacking a lung out right there i don't even know what's going on and my eyes are tearing exactly. what you're saying is just so beautiful I can't contain myself. I'm going to go back on mute so you can finish that thought and I can pass out. Uh, What was I saying? I forget what I was saying. Uh, I was already coughing again when you said that. I thought you'd run with the ball there. I was going, trying to. I'm like scrambling in my head. Um, Playback. That's okay. You could change the subject. Okay. (laughs) It'll come back to me. I don't know why I completely just forgot everything I was going to say. but I, th- yeah, a- another, oh no, it was the focus part. Like, um, you know, obviously this is, ironically th- this, yeah, this episode isn't meant to steer you away from what you're currently focused on. It's just like a, I, I would say a compliment to your business, but there are agents out there, um, that have created really helpful and valuable Facebook groups for agents, for example, that in turn over time have really increased their level of referrals from colleagues and have almost made it like their entire business. Um, so in that respect, like you just kind of have to be careful about what you, what you're focusing on. I think it's really about, you know, keeping those people that you think would be great partners, people to partner up with, keeping them updated, giving them value. Um, and over time it builds up every, like everything in this business, it takes time to build up, but, um, obviously you don't want to just after this episode, go take a 180 and start only focusing on colleagues to, to refer your business. And I, I, you're right. There's people out there who that is their bread and butter, but for this to be your sole strategy, 99 out of hundred times is not the right way to go. This should be something that flows naturally from all the good work you're doing Yeah. in general. Right. And it is to this day, anybody who calls client, colleague, or otherwise, and says, I gave your name to somebody or expect a call from somebody, it's the best feeling in the world. Because all it is, is a validation of the other work you do. 
and how, you know, how valuable it is and how people are noticing it without you even knowing. Yeah. Right. Because I don't know about you. Like I, I don't, with the exception of the beginning of this episode, which was just a shameless plug. Like I don't go out there and say to anybody, Hey, refer me business. Right. Like there is in follow-up, like we talked about in the last episode, like definitely there is the question, Hey, if there's anybody, you know, who could benefit from dot, dot, dot that's out there, but it isn't an active, this is what I need to live kind of business call. And the same would ring true, I think, for uh, colleagues. It's also a different mechanism when you're talking about colleagues, because unless it's different in other jurisdictions, you're paying for these referrals too. I'm not paying for it, but you know, you're compensating the referrer, right? And that's different from if an ex-client sends me business, I'm not writing them a check for 25% of the money I make. Plus yeah. that's not really allowed. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, I think from a logistics side of things too, and this isn't maybe, I know for some of our agents who maybe are referring for the first time, it might feel uncomfortable. Like if it's not explicit out of the gate, like, what do I do here? Like, I want to refer, what do I say? Do I just like send out something with like, here's what I'm expecting in return? I think when you get a referral, I mean, definitely make sure the terms are clear. There's usually a referral agreement anywhere yeah. you go where this is clearly yeah. like it's articulated what you're being referred to for, what it's, you know, who it is, what compensation there is. The brokerages are made aware because having things in writing is really important. But ultimately, on both sides, make sure everybody's happy. Take care of each other because it hopefully is just, it's a catalyst for future relationships, especially if you're going cross borders and things like that, build a good working relationship. And ultimately, you know, if you end up sending things back and forth, like you were saying, if you've got a network of people who are kind of all of you are trusted go-tos for each other, that's a great thing to have. It's just yeah. an extra thing that makes you a valuable realtor in your own market. Yeah. And, and updating people I think is really important as well. Cause there's nothing worse than sending a referral to somebody and not knowing what, like what part of the search process or listing process they're in. Like, have, have you sold the property? Like why is, you know, sometimes it takes a lot longer. I'm not saying daily updates, but I'm also saying that we want to make sure that we're, we're keeping people updated, just treat people like you want to be treated. Um, and maybe a little extra and, and you'll be fine. A little extra. Extra. But uh, yeah. And the other, th the only other thing I wanted to mention was just with regards to social media, because going back to your content, if you are focusing on social media, I think that a lot of times you see content out there that might be making fun of clients. That's, you know, funny stuff. Um, and I, I honestly don't think that that sort of content, if you're, th I know it gets a lot of reaction from maybe fellow colleagues and I don't think anybody's out there. Maybe they are to get business out of that sort of content, but I truly believe that the value content that you're bringing to your clients through your social posts is how you're going to get referrals from other areas. If you're talking about your specific neighborhood that you focus on or your specific type of property and what's going on and giving advice and things like that. Like people will see that and be like, oh, 
you know what? My client's looking in this area. She really knows her stuff and I want to refer. So just think of like, what are the, what are all the characteristics that people will look for? And you want to make sure that you're, you're giving people somebody that really cares. And I think through value content, like, like updates and, and talking about the market, um, are things that, that people that are looking to refer business to are looking for. Yeah. Like be very aware, like the seeds you're planting out there yeah. are going to grow very different opinions of you, right? If yeah. everything you put out there, even if it's not negative, if you're a very, it's always funny and it's always, you know, just like over the top content that might not shit on the industry, but it might just in general tell a different picture from someone who always puts stuff out there that is very market update numbers, that sort of stuff versus just real talk. These are all not bad things, but they speak mm -hmm. to a different audience. They send a different message about who you are the same yeah. way you attract your tribe. Client wise, you're going to attract your tribe from people who might consider referring their clients to you based on, especially if they don't know you personally if that's what they have to go on, right? If someone's finding a referral by searching, you know, Toronto realtor on Instagram and, mm -hmm. you know, 30 different reels or posts or whatever come up, they're going to tell different stories that may or may not be true about the person, but that's what yeah. you put out there for people to learn about you. Yeah. So be cognizant of that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's maybe not a bad thing. You know, someone might have a client who really wants someone who's easygoing, laid back and jokes around and That's they know true. that that'll fit yeah, for them. That is so true. don't paint the picture that isn't you for the sole reason that you think yeah. it's going to get you referrals because yeah. it probably still won't. Right. Well, that's it. Yeah. No, I guess I kind of want to scale back that comment because you're right. No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Well, well, I'm just saying that like you also like the content you put out has to match up with the type of person you are, right? Like it mm. can't be forced. I just, you know, you just want to pick your lane and the people, I think, I think it's just like the people that are going to connect with you will, will do so over time. Um, as, as you put out stuff that really makes sense to, to your personality type, but you're not, again, you're not going to be able to please everybody. You're not going to get all the referrals in the world, um, and, and, and it's true. Cause like you think of like the people that refer business, at least for myself are very similar to the types of clients I work with currently. Like I've, you know, you've got that realm of type of people that you like to work with, that you really connect with. And I think people see that through your social posts. They know, get to know your personality and know that, this type of person will work well. And that really helps. So all that to say, be yourself on social media and you're going to get, and through your content, you're going to get the people that you're going to really enjoy working with versus somebody who's super analytical and you like to be the funny jokester and very laid back and try to make things fun for people. Like, obviously that's not going to match up. So you want to be yourself. Well, that's it. When the referral finally comes, it's kind of disappointing if you get someone mm. who couldn't be less of a match, right? Yes. You're like, great, uh -huh. someone's referring me and this is someone I will never get along with, right? Yeah, well, that's it. And like, I've gotten referrals from people that like, it didn't work out, you know, because it just like the personality wasn't there. And 
there's nothing worse from the referral side being like, oh shit, like I just referred that person and you know, it didn't end up getting anywhere because they didn't really like how I worked. So, you know, it, it it's important. It's, it's amazing too. Like unintended consequences will happen, especially in a social media sense. Like when you put a lot out there, people don't see everything you put out there. People might see the one post you put out six months ago that said something that's misinterpreted that leads them to send somebody to you or not send somebody to you. And I, and I say that an example being when we started um, with our auction platform, hmm. I think the image of us to some was renegades in the industry who were anti-real estate or anti-realtor. And to some people that's like, hey, these are people we can send our clients who think realtors are bad to. You know, but that wasn't the message, but it's like, mm -hmm. if you see something in isolation that looks different and it's taken out of context, this is what happens with all social media. This is what happens when the general public sees you and thinks things or, or, or come up with their own narrative from one thing. Yeah. So nothing you can do about that, but just be aware always of what's out there, why you're doing it. Usually, if not always, from a business perspective, it's about building database and clients. It's not about getting realtors to notice you, to send you clients. Like that's a lot more dots to connect. It's true. When we talk about how like our social media, depending, if we're talking about things like this podcast or a brokerage, sure, we want to connect with realtors because a lot of the content we put out there is for them. But on a personal level, realtors seeing what I do if I'm trying to grow my business is not my audience, right? I'm not trying yeah. to find the person who's going to send me a person. I'm trying to find that end person who's looking for a realtor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. You don't, you don't want to gear everything and make sure you're getting followed by all the, all the real estate people. Um, but at the same time, I've heard advice from others that have said, unfollow all the, all the real estate agents that are follow that are following you or, you know, or that you're following. And I don't, agree with that either, because again, that's where referrals can come from and that's where connections can be made. So, you know, I think take that with a grain of salt, like obviously, again, your focus isn't on getting the, ref getting referrals solely, but, um, it doesn't hurt to have people that are in the industry following you to see what you're up to and hopefully refer you one day to somebody. So reach. That's all I got to say about that. Well, fine then. We can shut this one down because I feel like over the course of two episodes, we have now built everyone's referral business tenfold at least. Yes. So, no, you're not buying okay. that. What are you? Okay, here. I'm going to just ask uh, you. Gonna be, are you going to give question? me a like, what is the most type question or what is the best type question? I feel what? it coming. Okay. Yes, I'm going to because you know me too well, but. Too bad. Yeah, I don't know. Well, okay. it depends. I might not have a best. I'm not good at picking favorites, but I'll try. Okay. In your mind, what mm -hmm. is the most important piece of advice you can give to agents about building a solid referral network, whether it's agents or your past clients and sphere of influence? Uh, the best advice I would give is, like I said earlier, be really good at what you do. And make sure in a very, and humble is the wrong word, but in a humble way, make sure people know it. 
So that would be the advice because when you're good at what you do and you make relationships and they're good relationships and you have, you know, doesn't even need to be successes. You have good experiences because not every transaction works out, but when you are good at your job and the professional that you want people to see you as good things happen to you because people recognize good work. And I will refer back to the gentleman I spoke to earlier today who moved to Barbados. He and I didn't have a real, I knew him pre-real estate. So, I mean, he's only recently realized that I'm in real estate and that's why he reached out. And that's partially because he's had bad experiences now, which I wish I was a part of some of those experiences in a good way, but he's had some bad experiences with the realtors he's found over the course of the last several years. And not only are is he not referring business to them, he's not going back to them himself anymore, right? And he's now noticed actually things that I've been putting out there about real estate. And he knows me, real estate aside, as a person who was a professional he trusted in different ways before. And it just made for an easy conversation that the trust is there. And the more experiences you have with people, especially in real estate, but just in general, where you conduct yourself in a professional way, it's going to come back to you. They need to know what you do for a living. They need to know you're good at it and you'll get the, you'll get the business. That is my advice. It's got nothing to do necessarily with social media or marketing efforts or anything like that. It's the way you conduct yourself on a day-to-day -day basis you respectfully what respectfully what was it you be you no i think said pu like i smelled through through the microphone <laughs> pu respectfully <laughs> so you know the question's coming back at you now you can't just ask me what the best thing is um i'm gonna give a more tactical answer surprise Figured. surprise no. well that's good people need <laughs> tactics i was fluffy um, no, it's good that what you said was very true. I think for myself, I would say just database everyone, database the people that are referring you, connect the dots in your database, making make sure you know who's giving you lots of or referring you to a lot of people so you know who to really take care of. Like all that organization, I think, really goes a long way and allows you to continue conversations and bringing more value to those individuals. If they're not in your database, you're going to forget about them and you won't be able to continue the relationship, really. So that's what I would say. like it. It's proper tactics. Stay current. Stay current with your database, stay current with the people you meet, stay current with the industry and the things that are happening around you. There is never a day that should go by where you feel like you don't know what you should be doing with your time. Even if you have no clients on the go, you've got to be the one who knows more and is prepared to do more than anybody else. And people will recognize that. And when those people do recognize them, put them in your database. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Hopefully that was helpful for you. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, part one of referrals, go back and listen to that because you'll find lots of value in that episode. Nuggets. Lots of nuggets. nuggets. Pew, pew. Those are nuggets. Is that Dropping. the sound of a nugget? <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> I did a pew, pew yesterday with uh, a gun on a ride. Yeah, it's more of a gun sound. Well, that's not a gun sound at all, but that's usually how we why we use it.
Pew, pew. All right. Well, shoot your nuggets, everybody. And <laughs> we will see you and you will hear us next week again on Level Up, the podcast for realtors. Thanks for listening, y'all, and refer us everyone you know. Yeah. Bye. Level up, level up, level up, level up, level up.